Well, we all know how healthcare-related expenses can add up, and I might add in a big hurry too. But the good news is, is that if you're looking for a way to save while also enjoying significant tax benefits, then you may not need to look any further than a health savings account, or what is also known as an HSA. Welcome back to ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller, and joining me today is Mihaela Vince, public health expert for nonprofit Transamerica Institute. In today's episode, she'll be breaking down HSAs, what they are, how they work, and the benefits they offer. But before we get started, I'd like to remind our listeners that we enjoy hearing from you and getting to know the types of topics that you'd like to hear about. So feel free to drop us a line at info at transamericainstitute.org. Well, Mihaela, good to have you back. It's great to be back, Al. So let's start off first with what an HSA is and provides. Sure thing. So an HSA is a type of tax advantage savings account that allows those with an HSA eligible plan, or what is also referred to as a high deductible health plan, to save money for medical expenses on a pre-tax basis. So what does this mean? This means that the money that you contribute to your health savings account can then be used to reduce your taxable income. Well, that sounds like a sizable benefit there. So for those uh, who may be wondering, what is a high deductible health plan? So a high deductible health plan is a health plan with lower monthly premiums or the amount that you pay every month, but higher amounts of -of out-of-pocket expenses like deductibles and co-payments. Just a quick reminder, a deductible is the amount that you need to pay for covered health care expenses before your insurance kicks in. So in order for a plan to be considered a high deductible health plan in 2024, the annual deductible should be more than $1,600 for self-only coverage or $3,200 for family coverage, according to the IRS. Uh, Now that I've touched on that, I just want listeners to note that High deductible health plans do cover preventative care like vaccines and annual wellness visits before the deductible is met. Good to hear. Now to recap, in order to open HSA, you'll need a high deductible health plan, right? That's right. (laughs) Okay, then. Now, earlier you mentioned that HSAs are tax advantaged. So could you expand a bit further on that for us? Yeah, um, HSAs have three major tax benefits, so let me explain each one of them to you. Firstly, contributions made to HSAs are tax deductible, which means that you can make contributions with pre-tax dollars, reducing your overall taxable income. The second tax benefit is that HSAs offer tax-free growth. So unlike regular savings or investment accounts, the interest or capital gains within your HSAs are not taxed. And lastly, The third tax benefit I'd like to touch on with HSAs is the tax-free withdrawals. So this means that withdrawals that are used to pay for qualified medical expenses do not incur income taxes. Well, to my ear, those all sound like some fairly compelling incentives. And I believe you also noted that funds from an HSA must be used on qualified medical expenses. So then what do those expenses entail? Those expenses entail deductibles, co-payments, prescriptions, and sometimes even alternative medicine like acupuncture. You can also use HSA funds to pay for health-related necessities like sunscreen, contacts, and even first aid-related items. I don't know about you, Al, but I purchase these types of items pretty regularly. Well, I'm right with you there, Mihaela, but I'm also wondering um, what happens if someone uses their funds for non-medical expenses? That's a great question because it is really important that we use our HSA funds for qualified medical expenses only to avoid penalties. Um, If you withdraw money from your HSA account for non-medical expenses, 
especially before the age of 65, you will be subject to a 20% penalty in addition to regular income taxes. Next, after age 65, you can actually withdraw the money for non-medical expenses penalty-free, but you will still owe income taxes on the withdrawal. Well, those are some pretty hefty fines you just referenced, so we don't want to go down there. And I'm really glad we've covered this to ensure our listeners are fully aware how these funds should and can be used on medical expenses. Now, let me follow up uh, with this. How much could folks contribute to their HSAs annually? Good question, Al, because there are annual limits to how much we can contribute to an HSA which we should keep in mind may actually not be enough to cover all of our medical expenses. So the HSA contribution limit for 2024 is $4,150 for self-only coverage and $8,300 for family coverage, and that's according to the IRS. However, those who are 55 and older can contribute an additional $1,000 as a catch-up contribution, and in many cases, if both spouses in a married couple are 55 or older, they can make additional contributions depending on the specifics of their health plan. Uh, the limits I just described do include contributions by all parties. So from the account holder or employee to an employer or someone else who's making contributions to the HSA account. Well, speaking of which, how much do employers typically contribute to an employee's HSA? Great question. Now, it varies by employer. Um, But of course, an employer has to offer a high deductible health plan to their employees, and part of that would include offering an HSA. Um, Most employers do make contributions to the HSA on the employee's behalf. Uh, Some just set aside a dollar contribution um, to encourage employees to sign up for HSAs and start saving in it. Other employers may use incentives for employees to entice them to engage in healthier activities, and when they do, then the employer would reward them by making a contribution. The type of incentives I usually see include things like walking challenges and mindfulness activities. Well, getting money to get healthy, I'm liking the sound of that. But I'm curious, and I'll bet some of our listeners might be too, how does an HSA differ from a flexible spending account? Because they sound pretty similar to me. They are pretty similar, and people often confuse the two. But FSAs are accounts that you put money into that are used to pay for certain out-of-pocket healthcare costs. They're also employer-sponsored, but they have a use-it-or-lose-it feature, which means that you must use the funds within the planned year. HSAs, on the other hand, are individually owned, and the funds can accumulate and grow year-to-year and can be used at any time, even if you change jobs or retire. Well, thanks for clearing that up, and I think it serves as a good reminder to keep track of your funds, too, which leads to another question. What happens to your HSA if you leave your job? HSAs are portable, so you may actually leave it with your current provider and or roll it over to a new HSA provider. And remember, you can make withdrawals for qualifying medical expenses at any time. Hey, that sounds like another great piece of news. Well, Mahela, thank you for walking us through what HSAs are and how to qualify, you know, with the qualifying medical expenses and also what the 2024 annual contribution limits are. You're very welcome, Al. And if you have comments, feedback, or topic ideas, please reach out to info at transamericainstitute.org. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode of Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth. Till the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, 
a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcast, and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is produced by Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.